Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I was joined by Alex Montero and Quaylen O'Neill Ford. Together, they are Bookie Baker. Bookie Baker's creative and musical journey, punctuated by an arrest and interrogation in China, is just part of the alt-folk duo story. Their journey from the beginning has been fueled by a sense of adventure, entrepreneurial spirit and wanderlust. Since their rather hurried exit from China, the duo have been living and working in Prague, and it's from there where they've really been able to flourish creatively. The lads tell us about their diverse and sometimes surreal experiences of playing to crowds in China. The different locations, the quirky guys who run the sound, and why it's important to at least look the part. We also get into how difficult it is to set up in a new city, well, a new continent, from scratch. As well as extolling the virtues of Prague as a creative hub, Alex and Quaylen describe how they dealt with the first lockdown and have utilised their filmmaking background into the band. You have to check out their videos. There's talk of westerns, sticking to a budget, 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzles, Eleanor Rigby and just where the band name originates from. The duo also tell us about new songs that are in the pipeline and the conundrum of how to release them. Are albums really what people want anymore? The top five features Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa, Sandwich Sessions, Alex's dad Steve and a host of local talent that we should be listening to. All this and singing barbershop quartets in the most unlikely of places. Let's get right to it. Quaylen and first Alex of Bookie Baker. We met uh, in China uh, in a city called Dalian. Um, I lived there myself for eight years in China uh, throughout. And Quaylen lived there for about four years, I think. We met because I um, I used to throw kind of parties in the city, and then I decided to open my own bar, and it was a music venue because I was like really missed live music in the city we were in. It's like city of six million, but just like a non-existent music scene, at least for the music that I you know I liked and uh, people that I knew liked. So, and there was a huge expat community, but you know there's just not a lot of places to go to listen to you know stuff we like. So. You know, I created a live music bar and then didn't realize how many great musicians were in the city and, and you know, bands were formed and and uh, we had a lot of cool, fun kind of, you know, nights there. And when Quaylon arrived, well, I'll let you tell this part. Well, yeah, well, I just arrived and fresh in off the boat, as they say, and the person who brought me over, I, I said, where, where can I go for music? And he, he pointed me towards Zadix's bar, which was called Acapella. It was a good name for a bar. And he uh, and Alex wasn't there at the time, but I went over with my friends from Ireland and we played music uh, together in Ireland. And so we played on our first night, we played in Alex's bar. The guy, I said to the, the manager who was there at the time, oh, we want to play music. And he said, oh, yeah, just hop up there and grab guitars and play. So we did. And then we got a regular slot. And then when Alex came back, they said to him, like, oh, there's these Irish guys and they're yeah, I I was having calls with my with my partner. I'm like, hey, like he's like, yeah, I'm having a hard time finding bands. And I was like, all right, let me try. And then after that, it was like a few days later. I'm like, okay, I think I have a couple guys might come in. He's like, oh no, don't worry about it. We have these 
two Irish guys, they'll be in here like every day. <laughs> so then I came, I came back. We had a, uh, we formed a band called Malaruckus, which is uh, like a rock, kind of indie rock band. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, rock, alternative rock. Mm. And uh, we did an album there, recorded. And then we had a very unfortunate incident of getting arrested while we were playing a live show. And that changed everything. We moved out to Prague. Yeah, that was a pretty life-changing yeah. event so for all of us. I was going to say, is this uh, what it what really kind of made the move a bit more permanent, shall we say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we just, um, we, I mean, look, we, we didn't do anything like seditious or selling, you know, like uh, right. anti-government advice and leaflets right. or anything. It was corruption and music-based. And long, long story short, we managed to get out of there, but they said to us, the government said, look, you can't play music anymore. Your band is blacklisted or if any of you are caught playing music or or your band is caught playing music again you all go to prison and we said no thank you we don't want to do that we're going to go to europe yeah so just not all of us came but but four out of five yeah four out of five of us came four out of five yeah. and uh, it was tough at first in prague and we've been we all lived in china for so long and we had lives there and we moved to europe but we've never been to this place we didn't know anyone so first six months were really difficult. Two of the guys went back. They had good opportunities in China. They decided to go back. And Quailan and I stuck it through. And yeah, we, could, we, re, we rebuilt the band in Prague with a couple of American uh, musicians and two Czechs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had a great time. We've, been, we've played some nice festivals. and It's been a great experience. Bookie Baker came about because Quail and I were just writing a lot of stuff that didn't fit this kind of... this you know, rock sound. And we like, yeah. you know, him and I both come from, you know, folk and bluegrass and kind of all kinds of different backgrounds of music. So we just wanted an outlet for it. And it's just easy, so much easier to write and work just the two of us. And we did it and we just, you know, we've really enjoyed what we're doing. So we've, we keep, we're, you know, keeping at it. Uh, how long have you been in the Czech Republic for then? Uh, off and on about four years. Was it four years? Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. About four years. Yeah, we, we came for a year and then kind of left for a bit and then came back. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been here solidly now for three years. And I'm extremely happy. I love I love Czech Republic. Yeah, it's awesome here. It's also not, it's nice, like, not worrying about getting arrested by the local officials <laughs> for playing music. That's, that's quite a quite a story then. So the kind of adventures in China came to a bit of an abrupt end. And uh, it was time to move on yeah, to new pastures yeah. then, eh? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I remember that day so well. We we actually got arrested. We were halfway through a gig, and uh, these how many was it? Like like a dozen at least. Police officers came in and surrounded the stage, and we were all idiots, obviously. So we finished out our song, and then we kind of knew it was coming, but not the extent to which it was coming. So we played um, "I Shall Be Released" by Bob Dylan, <laughs> and then. <laughs> We, we overwore our welcome because, you know, we're all young and invincible. It was cool. <laughs> and then... Um, we didn't realize how serious our problem was. Yeah, so then we got uh, we got uh, put in the back of this unmarked van. Things started sinking in about then. And we were brought to the police station. They had our passports for... Uh, weeks. Three weeks to a month. They wouldn't... Um, but they, we didn't we didn't actually go to prison. We, we managed to escape it by the skin of our teeth. But... Um, I remember when we were in, we were kept in the holding cell for the first night and we're, we're a bunch of silly people. So we were, um, 
kind of keeping our spirits up by uh, singing Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> the, there was a kind of a door, you know, the, the door with the, the bars, and the the police officers there presumably were used to bringing foreigners in and watching the foreigners have a heart attack. And uh, we were in there singing very silly barbershop quartet. And I just remember <laughs> them not knowing what to do with us and being, what are they doing? And like calling over the phone. Were, These crazy foreigners. And they were yelling at us to shut up in Chinese. They're like, Pizzle! Yeah, so that was, that was like one of the only redeeming moments of that whole experience. Yeah. Crazy experiences in China, like just people... Yeah, just we've played for thousands of people. Quailon played it in a different band that they travel around China. They played for tens of thousands tens of people. Of thousands, and it's just hundreds of thousands? No. Sure. No, never hundreds of thousands. Although that band without me, no, no, including me, I, we were on Chinese TV. So who knows how many? That's hundreds of millions at least on TV. They're not the scale. When you think of the scale when you play for Chinese people, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I come from a country of four and a half, five million, you know? Right. Like it, we, we were. When I first moved over to Dalian, before Dalian, I lived I, I lived in a small city in China for three weeks, three months, Rian, and they told me it was a rural city, and that city had more people than Dublin, you know, they had twice <laughs> the amount of people Dublin had, and they told me that was a rural city. So just the scale, how they perceive numbers there. Is yeah, it's, well, I mean, Dalian, the city even that we lived in, they it was so often you'd hear People are like, oh, why do you like Dalian? They would say, I like Dalian I, because it's a small city in China, not, you know, and it's just like, there are six million people in this country, in this city. <laughs> That's like a, all more than all of Ireland. Like. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the scale. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I remember having these moments where we played with this other band, which I was in before joining the band with Alex and the guys. And we would be playing for, I don't know, say 15,000 people. And we'd be playing a cover of some, I don't know, some, you know, a famous time-tested cover. And, like, the audience is going crazy because this is the first time they've ever heard the song and it's, you know, an undeniably fantastic song. And then we're, you know, we're, like, on stage pretending to be rock stars because that was the job at the time. <laughs> and I remember thinking specifically, I'm the only one here who knows that this is weird. I, I couldn't get my head around it sometimes. But, yeah. These are all great experiences, eh, that you can't really imagine uh, are going to take place or happen when you move to, to a country. I lived in South Korea for 17 years and oh, I wow. played, a, I played wow. a lot of music there as well, but nothing really on the scale. I mean, they've obviously westernized and stuff and they had a kind of yeah, yeah. an indie scene and a rock scene and a folk scene and uh, a club scene, of course, but it's a bit different to taking it to China where everything is just like really brand new. Mm. South Korea has like, you know, after the war has had, that American influence and obviously they have like, you know, the freedom of being able to write what they want. And so of course, there's a lot more music is coming there. Obviously South Korea is like a, is like a Mecca of music for Asia, you know? So I think like China, it's like, there's not, there's, of course there's some great bands in China. Like we know uh, some great bands. There's a band called Wang Wen, uh, Doc Tok Chok. These are like bands that are just kind of, but they're so unknown because they're very underground. Like anything that's popular is like, has to be kind of like government approved, you know, anything that it has to be like, so all the songs are, you know, kind of about the same things normally. And yeah, it's, and it's hard to have a history of music. I mean, when you think of the history of music where we all grew up, there's so much 
about rebelling against authority and, uh, you know, expressing yourself truly despite what authority says. But you're not allowed to do that in China. So therefore, the expression is a little limited. And because music kind of arrived all at once at a certain time in China, dependent on what was allowed to arrive, the history isn't really there. So everything, in my opinion, you know, is looked at through the lens of what makes money. If you're a singer-songwriter and you're playing that kind of music in China, you put your hair like this, you know, over your eyes and you sing sad. And if you're in a, and because that's what the best thing that makes money. And if you're in a rock band, you wear black and you wear lots of leather chains and stuff like that. And it's just kind of replicated that I see. And even sound engineers, there's the craziest thing in China where the best sound engineer for the job is the one that has the biggest sound desks. Remember when we were in the Hilton? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were playing in the Hilton and this sound guy was just shouting at us and roaring at us and giving us this abuse. You you stupid foreigners, you idiots, you don't know how to play <laughs> your instruments because he couldn't get any signal into the desk. Right. And one of us just walked over and turned up the master fader, which is like <laughs> page one of how to be a sound guy. And there was another gig I did with like thousands of people and we were playing halfway through and then the next minute just this atrocious feedback what looking around is you know have i done something and looked around the sound guy and like he he relaxed put back and put his feet on the desk and moved all the sliders and like, it's, <laughs> it sounds i'm hesitant to say it because if someone told me that story i wouldn't believe them but it's right. this is stuff we did on a daily basis i you remember that's remember the first gig we did in the outside at christmas Eve? oh yeah we played it we played a show it was not crazy it was new new year's day or it was i can't, I yeah, I can't remember it, they like, oh, would you like want you to play a show at this opening of this place? It's like a kind of like this kind of really cool, beautiful, big kind of castle spa place. So they hired us and they're like, we're going to need it. Okay, well, listen, we, we're going to need a, uh, like, what's in your rider? Okay, we need a drum. We need a, this kind of drum set. We need all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. And uh, we got there and it was like my, like Northeast China in like December in the stages outside and we're like, uh, why is the stage like we're playing inside, right? They're like, no, you're playing outside. Minus <laughs> twenty degrees, like minus <laughs> yeah. ridiculous temperature. And then we got in the drum set. Was it was a toy drum set? It wasn't like a bad quality drum set. It wasn't a kid's drum set. It was like a, a prop. Yeah. Like it was a prop <laughs> drum set. And it was it was just the whole thing was just so ridiculous yeah. that we couldn't even be angry. It was just. It became it was, hilarious. Was we were funny. playing, and I was playing drums in, at this point in this band. And uh, the, the singer turned around at the, in the middle of the show, and he said, "Drum solo," like <laughs> to the crowd, because he just—it was so funny. And I'm just like trying to solo on this toy drum kit that didn't really make any noise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just so ridiculous. We just had so many of these yeah. absolutely absurd my, my, situations. My guitar pedals froze. Remember the froze? Yeah, they froze. Literally froze. Broke. Trying to play with clothes on. The bass player was, playing with big mittens. It was mittens. Yeah, mittens, no less. Who has? Who has? <laughs> it's totally surreal. Show? Just one. Yeah, yeah. It was because you could, because yeah, it was minus twenty. It was the twenty fourth right. of December in the north of China. We played a show in Czech Republic, and uh, we got there, and the sound guy was like, you know, make sure everything was good and everything. And he's like, guys, I'm so sorry. There's no monitor. It's fine. Like it, it's that's okay. Like you, we appreciate like the sound, even without a monitor, is better than any sound we ever do, we've ever done in China. So yeah. we we used to do gigs. 
we did a few gigs in shopping malls where they don't give you a monitor. This huge wide space full of like reverb and echoes. So you'd hear yourself like the sound would travel, hit the back wall, come back a second later, and that's what you hear. So you have to ignore what you hear to, and try play by muscle memory. It's <laughs> it's like a meditation exercise. It's insanity. Like well, it was it was very difficult, as Alex said. Uh, four of us came over. No, five of us came over. Alex and Alex's girlfriend Elizabeth, myself. And two of the guys from the the earlier band, Man of Ruckus, and uh, the two of them left because they just they weren't enjoying it. Alex and I, you know, we we didn't. I'm glad for that. But it was very difficult in the first year. We didn't know anyone. We didn't know where to go. We didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, you were working in Hard Rock Cafe for a while. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was working. I was working in the kitchen at Hard Rock when I first came here, which was a nice experience. I met a lot of great people there, and I liked working there, but. It was just a bit difficult from going from owning a restaurant to moving somewhere and having to, like, I was like, oh, maybe I can get a bartime job or managing job. They're like, no, no, like, we have work in the kitchen. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll work in the kitchen. Of course, it was, you know, fine. But at the time, it was a bit a bit difficult on the pride and, and a bit mm. difficult in, in general. So, but like, you know, obviously we, it, like, it was worth it for us because we kept just saying like, you know, this is, of course, we knew this was going to be tough. And, you know, we're in we're in Europe We're we're not in China anymore. We're in a place where, and you notice it right away. Like the first we got here, like there's just, you see band posters on hydro poles and there's just kind of this culture that we missed, you know, not to, not, not that I'm putting down uh, the cult, Chinese culture. Of course we love everything, you know, Chinese culture, like the food and the, and the, you know, just so much there. And, uh, but like this was, there was something missing for us uh, musically. And there's a void for us, especially in a you know a second tier city. And we came here, and instantly there's like a poster for a show uh, for an artist that we both love. And then I used to play like you know on the speakers in my bar all the time, which is a Swedish artist named Tallest Man on Earth. There you go. Yeah, actually, yeah, funny. And I uh, and I stole that poster <laughs> off the hydro pole <laughs> and framed it, as you can Literally. see here. Uh, if you're watching the video, I, rem I remember our bassist having a real moral he's problem like, with that. Yeah, he's like, you can't steal that. And I was like, well, it's not stealing. It's like on a hydro pole. It's like we're cleaning the hydro pole. You know? yeah, right. Yeah. It's all about perspective. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just in case, you know, just in case the Czech authorities came and asked. You know? um, and then so we like, we were pumped and we went, to, we went to the show in this small venue. And I just remember like. Quail and I were just like, we made the right decision. Absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. made the right decision. Tallest Man on Earth yeah. was playing. And we're like, okay, that kind of, you know, stole it for me. And then just, you know, then we started learning about the scene here. And the thing is, this, the Czech scene is very good. There's such a great scene. It's just it's so hidden. Yeah. If you don't know, because it's such a, like, there's so many ba great bands, especially just Czech singing bands. Give a shout out to one or two of them now. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like, like uh, for example, I love you, Honey Bunny. Awesome, great band. Big fans of them. They're they got a real great modern rock sound, and we've kind of befriended them early, and uh, they're a great set of guys. And uh, yeah, we played we played alongside them as Man of Rockers, not so much as Bookie Baker. Yeah, and there's uh, TP. There's TP, another yeah, one. TP's a great, uh, great, great group. And uh, yeah, Domi. There's another one. Yeah, Domi. There's, yeah, there's, 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 yeah, there's so many. And of course, the expat groups, which some of we know you've uh, you've. You've interviewed, 
you know, Jeff Tyson and Justin Lavash. Yeah, he's excellent. Guitar he wizards. is, man. He's yeah, great. Yeah. Two, two guitar wizards there. They are. They look like an eclectic Yeah, kit. there is. Yeah, it's just so nice to be part of a community here. Obviously, now is not a good representation of that because we're all, yeah. you know, at home and and we'll be for the foreseeable future. But on a normal year, it's just so nice to be part of this collective to, you know, we, we have plans. And, like, it's it's worth mentioning that financially when we got here, it was it was very difficult because Alex really, more than the rest of us, with the, with the China debacle, like, we sold a bar, but we won't say too much about it, but he wasn't financially, it wasn't really financially. I wasn't, uh, you'll just say that I wasn't compensated yeah. Uh, even though I sold my, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a big. Yeah, we but, arrived to Czech Republic basically with the guitars in our backs. Yeah, and... kind of hoping that things were going to go well there, and then uh, it all kind of fell through. And uh, yeah, it was it was quite difficult at the beginning for the first, really for the first year, <laughs> it was very difficult. Two things that I really noticed about the band: the the sound and the images are just fantastic. You know, these two videos that I, I watched today again. The one, mm, what's it called? Forest. The Blanket Fort, thank you, right? That video was really nice. Well, Blanket Fort was literally everything Everything was recorded in the room where we're sitting in. It was mixed, mastered. Mixed, we recorded it, I mixed it, our buddy had me master it. Alex basically, uh, and this other friend, did the video in our entire apartment, j- just without, without leaving. And, um, and we it, also wrote it here, obviously. Yeah, and it was just, we like, the idea was like, this was kind of at the beginning of it all and it was hard and it was heavy and it was a lot it was a lot scarier which shouldn't you know it should be scarier now because the numbers are so much higher but at the time it was just like you know and we hadn't got we hadn't been saying yeah it was so unknown and you know we were like we were in full lockdown and the only people we had really been with other than our our girlfriends were these uh our friend ivan who's our producer uh you know he produces for us and he mixes sometimes and masters and and it was with him and his girlfriend. And so we're like, we we want, we record this song. We want to release it. Let's make a video. But we, we can't get a crew in here because, you know, that we, we don't have a bunch of people in this, in our apartment, like, you know, during a pandemic. We couldn't. Yeah. But we, Ivan is like also like our business partner. Like we work with him a lot. So it's like, okay, so you come, you're going to be the actor. Your girlfriend is going to be the <laughs> other actor. And uh, I, I'm going to be the cameraman. And everyone else is going to be the crew. So it's just yeah. Quaylon and our two girl, like girlfriends were the crew. And we just shot the whole thing or it shot the whole thing in our apartment. And we just kind of thought like, let's just do it. And we didn't have great quality stuff. And anyway, it was just like, I mean, we're quite proud of how it turned out. No, it's beautifully me, short, man. Me, it's that, really nice. Thank you. Thank you. For me, that song is, it's lyrically, there's a lot, there's a lot, like all the, little expressions in there came from conversations that we had, you know, there's, there's lines in there, like the sun is shining now. We can't tell if it's better or worse. <laughs> or this one, like a, the, yeah, like a horribly impossible puzzles was a joke about how, like, yeah, it's like looking through boxes for impossible puzzles. It was just, I don't know. It was just, I think anyone can relate to that. At, well, at but, the time, at the time, your girlfriend had bought this insanely big, <laughs> puzzle because you were like, like in lockdown like, like, you see this, this in the video right this this is uh, a scene in the video where she's I'll, got it on the yeah, floor yeah 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 like i'll get i'll get a you know a, five thousand pieces, pieces. Five thousand pieces. <laughs> she doesn't do puzzles uh, and then she decided well i'm gonna want a big one because this is a lockdown yeah. and then we like 
we like looked at the measurements like this is bigger than our biggest table like, <laughs> yeah, this is a little, huge a little, a little adventurous and then the the one about look outside we finally have nice weather can't tell if that makes things better that's really we were just standing there one day with a cup of coffee looking outside and like oh look Clouds have parted. Yeah, we're not really is allowed that to go out. Is that better or worse? We're not really allowed to go out. I don't know. I don't know. We're yeah. inside. It's just crazy. And then there's the sound for that. The There's, um obviously, there's, it's more, it's a guitar-based song because we're a guitar-based band, but there's kind of, there's a flute-based pad in there that really gives that song a, a, an atmosphere and a vibe for me. It's just, it's supposed to feel lonely because you're, you're, it was a lonely experience. Everyone was kind of, uh, it was just a very scary, surreal time, wasn't it? It was a very strange time. So we're trying to capture in that song the reality. Like, it, it's a, it's supposed to be a real couple with the fights that a real couple has and, like, the, the tender moments. But you can, you can see them, they're happy with each other. And then, you know, there's a time lapse and then they're angry at each other because that's what happens, you know. We like showing reality sometimes. Contrast. Turns out contrast and juxtaposition is good for art. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of takes us on to your your most recent release in accompanying video was the the cover version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was just, I mean, we've been been working on an album, a full album. We have a lot of songs we're working on. And we just kind of, we've... I guess I'd say we hit a wall, um, so to speak, and and I think that we just we, we needed to we wanted to put something out there that didn't have the um, that didn't have this kind of this feeling of you know burden responsibility like I don't not responsibility is not the right word just that when you're doing your own music there's just like you're you're nitpicking about everything and you're worried about everything and you're questioning everything but when you do like a cover there's just a lot less pressure because like listen, it's not going to be better than the Beatles. So like, <laughs> right, right. you know, the bar is too high. Right. It's so let's just, benchmark, let's, yeah. let's float. Yeah, exactly. Let's float <laughs> under the bar and that's fine. So we're like, let's, so, you know, and we've been playing, um, you know, we play a lot of covers. We have a lot of, unless you if you're, you know, playing a live stream tonight, if you're free, check us out, you know, you'll hear a couple of originals and some covers, but, and we always love that, you know, kind of version of it. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, we have ears, so we're, we're Beatles fans. Yeah, it just it was kind of like let's just record this, let's do it on our own. And like we didn't plan to do a video. And then my our friend uh, Richard Stiebler, he's a local uh, Czech filmmaker here. He was just like, hey, I'm filming a commercial. I have all this equipment for like an extra like I have equipment the night before. Well, let's go to the forest and I'll shoot something for you. Do you have anything? And we're like, yeah, actually, we just yeah, as a matter of as fact, a matter of fact, we just recorded this. <laughs> we had this good time. Yeah, yeah, we just contacted our friend. Um, He's like, "Can can you be here in like two and a half hours, <laughs> and and also bring a new unreleased song?" No, uh, we're like, "This would not work at any other time, but on this one occasion, uh, it does." We asked, we we kind of knew, kind of basically, uh, within like forty eight hours or something. We contacted our friend Dasha, who's a very good dancer and actually an incredible musician as well. Really lovely voice great songs um jeff's jeff tyson's girlfriend and she uh danced in our video and just kind of brought the song and brought the video to life otherwise it would have just been you know quail and myself and and madeline watson who's our uh, friend who plays violin with us a lot of times and for our videos we tried to do a lot of videos with people they never really worked out the way we wanted them to 
So now we do everything ourselves. We do everything. We record it all ourselves with our good buddy Ivan sometimes. Um, we mix it all. We we do the videos ourselves. Just to clarify about the videos, like we had a lot of uh, friends make videos for us from Alarakis. And it, it was just, they're always top videos. Just like, you know, when it's your own music, it's your own art. It's like, uh, you know, it's, you kind of want to put it on, you know, create something visually that matches what you're thinking, you know, and I think it's just so much easier to do that way. And, you know, a filmmaker might create something beautiful, but to you, it doesn't feel There's like no connection connected. there or exactly it's, you know, missing so the point I, a little bit. Yeah. So we direct our own, we write and direct our own yeah. stuff now. And, and it can be unfair to expect other artists to see inside your head, you know, but so what was different about the Alan Rigby is we really like narratives for our music, uh, but we, we've had this conversation many times where we say, you know, there are other bands in other genres that can play their guitars in a, like a dark smoke-filled room and look cool, look genuinely cool. Well, we can't do that with folk. It doesn't work. So we... Uh, or just with us. With, maybe just us. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad yeah. smile. So that's like one of the only videos you'll see of us actually playing like as a band. Uh, even though that was in the uh, smoke-filled woods, neon-lit woods. The rest of it, usually you'll <laughs> neon see lit, Neon-lit smoke-filled woods. The rest of our videos will probably be narratives. Yeah. Fantastic. What are your plans for the new year then if we're looking on the, since we were talking about optimism in the... Well, you might just hear it kind of unfold for all of us in this podcast. Yeah. We've been we've been, um, we've been working on a three-song release and then we've just kind of been talking recently about like, you know, we have all these songs. Um, why, like, you know, do we really want to release another EP? Like, we're not going to be able to play shows. Maybe we just focus on putting it, you know, finishing an whole entire album, doing it, uh, you know. Well, yeah, maybe we're undecided. I kind of think albums are largely pointless now. It's nice to have a collection of songs, but also, you know, the, it's 2021 now. The, you know, only people over 30 use the word album. You know, right, the, 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 times, the times of to well to paraphrase Bob Dylan, the times are changing. Eh? Yeah, yeah, hey, bringing them back. The times have changed. <laughs> I'm here all night, Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see, but we are, we have we have some new tunes coming out. We're you know we're extremely excited about them. Yeah, I think even if we do a full album, the idea is to release like to like here's the album, but then we're gonna release single by single throughout the year. Uh, hopefully by autumn next year we'll have like you know physical copies of the entire album I think that's the idea because we're a bit romantic this way like you know we want the album you know like we're well I'm, I'm not so much really I don't like cause we we did it before with with Manorokist and I don't like people don't buy albums you don't buy right right physical copies CDs we don't people don't have CD players so but if you have money <laughs> uh you know we're willing works. to tell you as a matter. I feel like for the smaller musical artists like us and people of our ilk and people of our size, I feel like we're in between mediums because like people want to support you at a gig, but most people just don't have CD players. So what do you do? Because your stuff is on Spotify. So that's that's nice, but they want to support you. So, I, you know, it's a time for creativity in this way. What we did last year, um, we did a tour of switzerland and a tour of uh ireland and we had uh beer coasters uh here's one actually here's one i made earlier and we're like here's a here, here's something solid with a download code on the back 
you can get, actually get the songs um, because people feel connected to you at a gig. They yes. want to buy something to support you. Yeah, this is don't... how this is our album. This instead of CDs, this is how we we're selling. Yeah, our album. It's a beer coaster, and on the back there's a download yeah. code. Yeah. So Spotify really. Why would you buy a CD when like people? You have to take up space in your computer, or your phone. It's and that's just, just that. But most people sense. don't have CD players anymore. Like it's yeah. Uh, you know, was it recently that like records vinyl. passed vinyl? Yeah, vinyl sales passed CD sales. Yeah, for the first time since seventies or eighties or something. Yes. Yeah, which is crazy. So I think for me, that's what I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning you know selling like an uh, selling a record and hoping that uh, we can push ourselves to. I, I just, I don't know. I, I want to hold, I want to hold it in my hand, you know, but at the same time, I completely understand. That's why we're, the, this idea we're, we're flirting with right now, which is, um, you know, is to have an album, but we're releasing it in singles, like on Spotify throughout the year. And it's kind of like, you see the visuals, you see the album, but you know, only, okay, we're releasing song number seven and song number three. And, and then that, I, we're still trying to get creative and figure it, but we have an album. We have like a rough, you know, scratch of an album of what we want to do. And we're very excited about releasing it. And we've recorded about three songs, um, three new songs for it. And we're very excited about them. Yeah, so it's it's exciting. We're, we're very excited. And now the question also comes with... Would you say you're excited? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was clear. I'm excited. <laughs> um, and we have... One question now comes to, like, with which, which songs do you choose a video for? Because obviously that helps with uh, promoting the songs. Right. Uh, but which obviously it costs, as we've we pointed yeah, out, it costs and, money. And is there's that... all these questions for a small band. Like, you know, we we pay, we've paid for ourselves for managed to make a bit of money and spend it. Obviously, for the world, money is tighter now. What do you do? A lot of bands like to crowdfund, which is viable, but we feel very strange about doing that in a pandemic where the, the money could really probably be better spent somewhere else. So, not that we're. Not to say that that's not like a good idea for some bands. Yeah, just that yeah, yeah. We're doing okay financially. We're not doing we're not doing well enough to be spending crazy money on music videos. But we're doing like we're doing fine. Yeah, so yeah, it's we'll so we just have to figure out these small things. Just you to know, make it more sustainable. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't bankrupt yourself doing, no, right. doing a, you know a video. Still got to eat. Song, you know? so <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to eat. Even if it's bread, <laughs> the bookie baker, the baker bookies. <laughs> Where, where can we find your music then? What's uh, What kind of social media can we find you on? Uh, Bandcamp, I guess, would be the best. But we understand the state of music, I think, I'd say to say. And like for us, uh, we we find a lot of value in Spotify listeners and being put on uh, play like playlists. If you have a playlist, put us on your playlist, follow us. You know, this this is very helpful. And, you know, as far as social media goes, we, you know, we don't have like Twitter or anything, but we have an Instagram and a Facebook. I think that's it. And also we have a, a .com, bookiebaker.com, which yeah. we put up stuff and news and we write an occasional blog and things but, like that. But really, if you want the most up-to-date stuff, it's our social media, like Facebook and Instagram. Instagram Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's hoping we can get back to gigging this year then, eh? That would be nice. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. Well, yeah, that's why we're doing a sh live stream tonight. We just miss it so much. So hopefully yeah. in about half an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's cut to the chase. And are you ready for a top five? Okay. Yeah, go on. I'll give you some questions and then you can just give me your, your best shot. A guilty pleasure. <laughs> Someone you shouldn't guilty like pleasure. what you do. Justin Bieber for me. Yeah. I, 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 some song, like I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan. All right. I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan, but some songs that he, he has, I'm always like, when they first came out, when Sorry came out, I like, 
I can't wait to say sorry. I was like, this is, you know, and I was like, I'm not going to. And also like, you know, I, I kind of respect pop stars who play instruments, you know, who like he plays guitar, drums, keys, like, you know, and he's very talented, but I, like, I, I'm not a, I don't regular, I don't listen to Justin Bieber, but when like I knew some of his songs come out, I'm like, this song is not, not bad. bad. I guess, is that a guilty pleasure? It's yeah, not something yeah. I listen to. Exactly. So yeah, it right. constitutes um, a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm about as out of touch with pop music as, uh, as a person can be. Um, I listen to a lot of jazz, bluegrass. I know things. it's your guilty pleasure. But, but I heard Dua Lipa for the first time a few months ago, and I was thrilled. I was texting everyone I know, going, have you heard of this Dua Lipa person? And they're like, yeah, Quinn, we know. Like, she's not an unknown person. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not a guilty pleasure for you, but just everyone around you feels uncomfortable about for it. Me. Is, uh, is that, what's this, what's that like, um, uh, rock operas? Oh, Aryan? Yeah. yeah, it's like a Swedish, uh, Scandinavian rock opera metal thing. Uh, Aryan <laughs> is just fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. You know, Super. the world is full of different flavors. So. Yeah, right, exactly. Bluegrass jazz. That clearly doesn't feel guilty rock about opera. it. <laughs> just, I feel guilty sometimes about playing it extremely loudly in, in the evening and the morning. And then you don't. <laughs> Next question, Craig. Who should we be listening to? You gave us a nice list of some uh, local artists or check artists earlier on, but maybe yeah. you can name check a couple no. more if you like. Who should we be listening to? Uh, yeah, we should know. have been prepared. What day of the week is it? Uh, at the moment, I'm listening to like I love. I mean, just say what you love. Punch, like, like honestly, Punch, Punch Brothers. I love. I love Junior Lage. These, these Junior Lage is my favorite guitarist. I play a bit of mandolin, so I'm a big Chris Steely fan. I love bluegrass, pretty strings. These kind of guys. I mean, really into Tom Mish. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Tom Mish lately, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and also uh, Jacob Collier. We just Jacob Collier. We have a love hate relationship with because he's just a, he's just insane. He's okay. great. We call him the Whalian. Yeah, because he's, he's he's like an alien because he's so good at music, and then you know, whoa, 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 I'm a cartoon whale and I like it, but I'm very nice. Yeah, he sounds like a whale. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. But he's incredible. Yeah, and local yeah. local local artists. Uh, so very many. very quickly, uh, shout out to our friends Wet Knees, Wet Knees, Guy Bennett, yeah, uh, Jeff Tyson, uh, I love you, Honey Bunny, um, TP, TP, uh, Domi, um, Tom Artway, Tom Artway. Uh, Hader Dashi da Dashi uh, Hader um, We have Hader Joffrey Hader. This is a guy You have to look out for He's great He's and like Also um, We've known him for For a while But he's like a He's a he's a med student And he has, has no time He's had time to put Music mm -hmm. out And he just Released something And he's just I Like Yeah He's very talented He's very talented And we just like We want to kind of we, we just We just yeah. If he puts a full album together This guy is going to be yeah. He's going to be Something special He's from Pakistan right. He's got this soulful sound. He's got this really haunting sound. Very good. Uh, yeah, definitely check out Hater Joffrey. Um, and Anna Bekarovka. These are yeah. these are these are just off the top of our head. If we missed any of you guys, we from, definitely missed a lot of you. I'm really, so sorry. Yeah, very sorry. If probably, but these are just guys off the top of our head. Very very good. Yeah, very good. Our friend uh, our friend Zach, the guy from the video, runs a nice tiny desk type thing from his apartment. Called Sandwich Sessions. S A N C W I C H. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I follow job. them on uh, Instagram. Yeah, it looks really cool. There you go. Perfect. A lot of those guys are beyond it. So, so I want to throw out a quick one there. Uh, Steve Montero, my dad, just released his first thing. We've been trying to get him to, rec to record something forever. I finally got him, and he's hating on the technology and everything. 
in uh, classic, uh, you know, classic old man style. <laughs> and finally, he like got down, record the song, and Quaylon over here worked his ass off and like produced it. We had our friend Maddie come over play violin. He did a cover of a Neil Young song called Captain Kennedy, and just for Christmas, I just released it for him. And mm-hmm. he's just like, it's his first song ever being released. It was released a few days ago. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, give cool. it a listen. Captain Kennedy by Steve Montero. Right on. So yeah, we should go to karaoke song. I know, I, can, I know Quaylons. It's anything from uh, Infant Sorrow. Get him, yeah, from Get Him to the Grief. <laughs> anything, is... anything from Get Him to that movie. There's occasionally you'll find uh, you'll find karaoke bars that have the themes, the theme songs from that movie, which they're the only thing I like to sing in karaoke for whatever reason. I'm not very good at karaoke. It's comedy. It's just pure comedy. And you? For me, I I think I I love uh, Mess Around by Ray Charles. Because it's it's one of my favorite songs to sing. It's it's like I just love singing the song, but it's like I've never met anyone who can play the piano for it because it's just like it's just real fast, real fun kind of. Yeah, it's it's great, and it's just and it's not it doesn't it doesn't work well on the guitar. Like a lot of songs we play, you can play them on guitar and it sounds kind of cool, but it just doesn't you know it doesn't Loses translate this, all of it. well for guitar. So it's just the mess around by Ray Charles. That's my okay. jam. Excellent. Some some really kind of diverse choices there. Tell us an artist that you just don't get, someone that maybe you think's a bit overrated. Since we've been all nice and positive tonight, it's good to kind of <laughs> dig up some shit, just, right? Ed Sheeran for me. I don't yeah. uh, don't like him, don't approve of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's just, I, honestly, like most mainstream pop music, I just find, uh, I know it's a kind of a boring, normal thing to say. I just... There's some pop music I really like. I just don't connect to a lot of it. The sounds, the the you know the the forty four writers to come up with right, and uh, it's kind of produced to, to within 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 an inch of its life. You know, there's just nothing left musically in the track. It's just all... you know, what, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what I have to say? Here, do do your do your EDM <laughs> stuff. Do have your drops. Do have your forty four people on your track stuff. Leave fucking acoustic guitars alone. <laughs> don't have the pop star. Who has the like, oh, the really emotional, you know, song where they're playing it on acoustic guitar, where it's actually overproduced and it's this fake sentimentality. And I'm not a huge fan of like over sentimentalized ballads and stuff. They just make me roll my eyes. Do you know what I mean? You've opened yeah. the floodgates. Like, uh, like you <laughs> this know, is what it's all about. Right? I, I like Adele, but someone like you, things like that, it just like, People walk around and the only way they can feel the sad when they listen to these songs is, you know, sadness times a hundred in these songs. Do you uh, know what I mean? By the way, if uh, Ed Sheeran or Adele are listening and looking for an opening act, please contact us at info <laughs> at bookiebaker.com. Come, come, come fight me, Adele and Ed Sheeran. Come fight me. <laughs> come fight me, Adele. <laughs> I, I, had an Ed, yeah. I had an Ed Sheeran story. I, I kind of moved back from South Korea to Scotland in 2017. So I was looking to get back into to playing in Scotland. So I, an answer, I answered an ad for like a wedding band or a function band, something like this. And the guy sent me a list of songs and I I kind of knew who Ed Sheeran was, but yeah, I, I'd never listened to him, right? Obviously. So and I, I, so I'm sitting watching all these dreadful videos with uh, who's the fucking Uptown Funk guy? It's like the worst funk song ever. There's just no funk Bruno in Bruno it. Mars. Yeah, there's just no funk yeah. in it. It's just, it's just awful, right? So yeah. I, watched, I watched this video and I was just, I'm losing the will to live as I'm watching it, you know? And then comes the Ed Sheeran song. So I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I better have to just yeah. deal with this. So, and it was the video where he's actually doing the Rocky boxing thing. It's just hilarious. And I was like, I after that, I, I just couldn't. Yeah, it's, oh, it's hilarious. You should and watch it. It's just, it's just the best. 
I never got the gig either, so there we go. So fuck Ed Sheeran. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in, in closing about Ed Sheeran, I will say this. First album, I taught guitar all to college, and that's when Ed Sheeran was just really, his first album was out. And it's a beautiful album. A-Team a- is a song that he has about uh, prostitutes, and it- it's actually a gorgeous, heartfelt song and a really nice first album. And after that, I became very famous and had the mass-produced stuff, which is fine. People like that. You know, I like. I don't like a lot of music. Some people like it. It's fine. The world is full of different flavors. But like Ed Sheeran, blatantly steals a bunch of songs. He's a photograph. It's called photograph, and that song is on the internet, and you can hear the original, and you can hear the one he's done, and it's literally note for note. And I'm not talking about the the type of the like the Marvin Gaye type lawsuit yeah, right. where it's open to interpretation because you can't. I am against that. I don't think he's did because you can't copyright a chord progression like that that's different but photograph song he literally it's the same melody it's the same everything i don't get that i don't get why that's like it's and it took a fair. team of 12 of them to do it fair. as well you know it's i yeah. don't get it yeah and he also his live shows it's just an acoustic guitar he doesn't have a like doesn't put any effort into his shows what? and and people say oh my god how impressive was that to uh to play in front of ten thousand people with only one guy and a looper and I go, yeah, well, how impressive was that they charge the same price as Coldplay do, you know, with their light <laughs> show and their like 20 person band that they have. And like, why is that fair? It's, it just seems like it's important. Cap- too capitalist to me. It's important to the Ed Sheeran fans out there that we've uh, to, to know that we've had a bit of scotch. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we did A-Team. He said good things about A-Team. Yeah. And another, and another. No, thing. no. And another thing. <laughs> In, in the movie yesterday, which I saw last year, we saw it together, which I don't think was very good, even though we both love the Beatles. Bad movie. Well, yesterday, is by, actually, it's by Danny Boyle, the director of Danny Boyle, who I love. He's yeah. amazing. Actually, the oh, director, this is, okay, I know amazing. what it is. Yeah, okay, one, I don't know what it is. It's the Beatles yeah. thing. The one right? about the Beatles. Okay, yeah. The, the guy wakes up, the guy wakes up, and yeah, there's no right. Beatles in the world, yeah, so yeah. he writes all the songs. The Beatles right. And I know Ed Sheeran didn't write this, but like he, one of the, they have the song off, Ed Sheeran and this guy. Ed Sheeran writes the song and it's very pretty because he's a fantastic musician and you and such. Uh, but the guy plays Long Winding Road by the Beatles and it's just better. And Ed Sheeran gives this speech. And I know he didn't write it, but he says, like, oh, I always knew a day would come when I, there would I would meet a better songwriter than me. And today's that day. And like in this universe of the movie, you're living in the same world as Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen. You know what I mean? Like you. You're not. It just it 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 just annoyed me so much. Like he, it's just he's it's like up, a bit up its own ass. Wow, know. you're. It's. Just, I know he didn't write it, but it just. Oh my goodness, it's so contrived. Quaylen has a lot of things to say. We'll never get to hear what my thing is because uh, <laughs> it's it's also Ed Sheeran. No, it's right. what was the question again? <laughs> I think we were just extolling okay, the virtues yeah. of Ed Sheeran on it. That was really yeah. it. That was a, a nice a nice five minute rant. Sorry, Ed. Apologies. <laughs> I'll give you the last question then, lads. Uh, a desert island album. You get one, right? That's it. You know, it can be a really long one. Oh. Oh. I don't know. I would probably pick something. Can I pick one for genre? Is that part? No, I can't do that. It's not I'd right. probably pick like a jazz album that's really dense and would take me a long time to guess then as yeah. opposed to like a song that i know extremely well and i'm like god this is my favorite song and the third time you hear it going oh i wish i brought something else <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i don't that's really tough question i don't even it's i guess i could yeah i mean i would i'd be inclined to also you know i don't know 
It's harder asking it musicians be worth this taking... question, I find. Yeah, it's it's too hard. Yeah, it's a question. very hard question. I think oh it oof. depends what yesterday, day it is, it depends what the weather's like. Maybe, there's lots maybe, of things. Yeah, maybe yeah. if I had to if I had to pick one album, I know not maybe be sublime self-titled sublime album. It's a good album. Which is like I don't really even listen to much sublime now. One of these albums that's just I've never got sick of, you know, like there's songs on it. There's a couple of songs that I don't like, you know, I've gotten sick of, but it's one of these albums that I come back to every once in a while. And I just still like, I love, I just, I can listen to this album. So I've listened to that album since I was 12 and I just, I can't, I, I still love it. So I, I would, yeah, I might say that album. And, and if it helps for me, I, I mean, I know it doesn't cause it's not the question, but I think yesterday by the Beatles is, is the, the best constructed like pop song that's ever been written in my humble opinion. So, name an album. I know, but I just <laughs> I can't. You can put it on a loop. Pick one of the Beatles albums. Uh, I don't know. No. White Revolver. No. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Heart Club Band. No. I don't know. I can't do it. We're well, living in a world where you have to make you know eight choices. If when, you need him you... to hate on an album, though, he'll do it. I'll do that. <laughs> we're, we're living in a world where you got to make eight choices when you know you ring McDonald's for delivery or whatever. So. Choosing one album for the rest of your life is, is too much. It's too hard. All right. Lads, it's been an absolute okay. blast. Thanks for uh, thanks for yeah. joining me. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, this has you. been this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. It has, uh, it's been good fun. Cool. Thank you very much. See you later. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. can follow Can't Find My Way Home on Instagram at can't.findmywayhome on Facebook at Expat Music Pod and of course you can find us on Spotify Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts from, you'll find us there until the next one, this is Greg saying cheers Cheers